Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. fan here in St. Louis, I would have to imagine a good portion of your favorite memories, whether it was during your childhood, maybe your adulthood, came in the 1999 season when Dick Vermeil was the head coach of your Super Bowl champion St. Louis Rams. Dick Vermeil joins us now via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, the 2022 Pro Football Hall of Famer, head coach of the Eagles, the Rams, and the Chiefs, and 1999 Super Bowl champion and AP NFL Coach of the Year. Dick, we sincerely appreciate the time today, my friend. How are you doing today? Doing great, thank you. Yeah, appreciate the opportunity to say hello in St. Louis. Absolutely. We're always thrilled to be able to catch up with you, and we're able to catch up the week that uh, your good friend Andy Reid is once again back in the Super Bowl. Uh, For those that aren't familiar, Dick, can you take us through a little bit of what your relationship has been like over the years with Andy? I know you guys had the Philly connection, and then, of course, he's coaching in KC just as you did at the end of your coaching career. Well, I met Andy when he came to the Eagles organization, you know, and I actually coached against him. Uh, my, one of my first years back at the, let's see. Now that's way I coached against him. When I came back, I coached again. In fact, the last game we played before he we went to the Rose bowl, when we had everything locked up, we went to say, uh, we went to Philadelphia and played the last game of the season prior to going at the week by and going into the playoffs and that stuff. 1999. Mm-hmm. So I go way back. Him. And then when I left coaching, I've been town there for 14 years. I, I would go to football practice once in a while. And he always hired my grandsons to work in training camp with him, which was always a wonderful experience for them. So I got to know him. We shared a couple meals together. And, uh, you know, uh, and I just, uh, you know, sometimes you get to know a coach real well by just watching him coach a football team. When you're in the profession yourself, you just admire the quality of the work that he's always done, you know. Dick, what do you make of the success that Andy Reid has had, not just in Kansas City, but in his career as a whole? Well, first, I think there's very few, if any, have ever done what he's done, especially offensively. You know, uh, you know, he stayed in the game long enough. Once he became a head coach, he's never missed a season over over 20 years, and he's been able to build an offense, improve it. What he thought was going to be good this year, he eliminates if it's not good. And he finds other things that are good in his own creative mind and what he sees other people do. And he keeps building this huge offensive package. You know, and they're, uh, it's just amazing what they do with the ball today. Now, you can't do all that stuff if you don't have a quarterback that can do it. And, and obviously, he might have the best quarterback in football right now. What did you make when you first saw that match uh, with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City? That first year was so special, and it was clear right away that they were going to have some success together. 
what was it like for you to be able to watch that, knowing what you know about Andy as a coach and saying, oh, boy, now he's got a, a toy that he's, he's going to find some things to do with? Well, what I saw right away is, first off, Patrick Mahomes was going to be able to execute efficiently the designed offensive plays and, and do it well. Then he had a, a dimension of a great ability to uh, be successful in broken plays. And then the third step he made, you could see, was the ability to throw any kind of ball, even left-handed once hmm. in a while. You know, so he just you couldn't find any weakness. My overall concern early with him was that Patrick would get so confident in all these broken plays and all that kind of stuff that he would rely on them and get reckless and start throwing interceptions. But due to Andy and due to Patrick Mahomes' own discipline, he hasn't done that. So, so, Dick, when you look at this matchup for the Super Bowl this year, a lot of people are talking about how you have superb rosters on both sides. You've got the Philadelphia Eagles in their powerhouse offense, and then, of course, the Chiefs in their all-around game. What do you make of this matchup? Well, I think they're pretty even on offense. You know, Regardless, everyone thinks of the Kansas City Chiefs offense as being the offense. But, you know, the Eagles overall compare favorably with everything and of course they have the big edge in the utilization of the running game and and they're both very efficient on third down conversion fourth down conversion red score red zone percent scoring drive percent scoring and, and all that kind of stuff they're they're just there's just no weakness there if if the eagles have a weakness it's been a little bit in the pass protection they're 24th in the league at percent sack per pass attempt where while the chiefs are only number two you know, so they've been a lot better than that. But when you look at them defensively, <clears throat> you see a composite defensive team on the Eagles side that really is the number one defensive team in football. And the Chiefs, you don't see that at all. You see some real weak stats. But what we don't know is how much the Chiefs' defense has improved over the last five or six weeks. See, most statistical breakdowns cover the whole 17-game season. And they don't uh, segment it into how good they were the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter, or the fourth quarter of the season. So, so what? As you evaluate Chiefs' defense, you evaluate a conglomerate of how they've been all year, and maybe not close to how good they are right now. And the so funny, you got to be careful. yeah. Sorry, Dick. The the funny thing with that with that defense as well is just how many rookies they've been playing, and so I I think that that plays into what you're talking about. They get better over the course of the season. They had three oh, rookie yeah. corners last week that were playing, along with a rookie safety on the back end, and so you have yeah. that combined with, as you know, that the coverages that Steve Spagnolo is trying to put out there. He'll run just about everything in the book. You get better yeah. over the course of the season. And I did want to ask you a little bit about Steve Spagnolo, Dick. I don't I don't know what your relationship is like with Spags, or if you you guys have come across each other, but what's your impression of the job that he's done this year with so many rookies on that side of the ball? Well, you know, whenever you take a secondary, what, what three rookies in it most of the time, uh, and, and they end up going to the Super Bowl, you have got to say he and his defensive coaches did a great job. I've known Steve for a long time. I knew him when he was a young assistant in the World League, okay, <laughs> in the NFL Europe. I think he was coaching in Barcelona, okay? But anyway, uh, I followed his career. Of course, he passes through St. Louis for a while. So, you know, and then he worked for Tom Coughlin. And, you know, Tom Coughlin's one of my close friends in coaching. And 
So I have a good feel for him, you know, and he's a, he's a good change-up guy. He does what he does what his defensive personnel will allow him to do, and, and he's, a, he's a good game-day guy. He doesn't panic, uh, and he, he stays with a plan. And, you know, if you keep doing that long enough, some of your weaknesses become strengths, and that's what Steve has done. Speaking of defenses, I feel like every season we go into a Super Bowl game and we're sitting here saying like, oh, the offenses are going to explode. And most of the time, Dick, we get, you know, some good defense back and forth. Is this the Super Bowl, though, where we see offense explode? Oh, you know, I can't see either one of it exploding. If you mean getting into the 35 point category, I don't see that happening. I, I can see uh, uh, mid 20s scores uh, by both teams. <clears throat> but uh, I just can't see them exploding. You know, now Kansas City Chiefs have had a tough time through the season in defensing passes, and, you know, they were TDs passing. They were ranked last in the league. You know, plays per touchdown, they're wearing 29th in the league. Yards per touchdown, defense was 30th in the league. You know, uh, red zone scoring defense, they were 30th in the league. But that's what they were the whole season. What's more important is what they are now. And I think they're a lot better than that. Dick Vermeil is our guest for just another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN, the Pro Football Hall of Famer, head coach with the Eagles, the Rams, and the Chiefs, Super Bowl champion, of course, here in St. Louis. Uh, Dick, I saw a comment yesterday that I wanted to ask you about. Um, it, it came from Trent Dilfer, uh, the former Ravens quarterback, and he was talking about how, how much the game has changed over the course of the last 20 years. Tom Brady's talked about this as well. With the rule changes that we've seen implemented, if you go back to that 99 offense, that Rams offense that, that you were a big part of, how do you think that offense would play today? What would be the numbers that we would see that offense put up in today's game, given what the offenses are doing? I think they'd score more now than they did then. The rules are much more in favor of defense even now uh, since 1999. You know, that's, uh, that's 20-something years ago. And the rules have changed. And also, the wide receiver group has improved. No position in the NFL has improved more than the wide receiver group. And I think our group, the Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce, and should be Hall of Famer and will eventually be Torrey Holt, and then Oz Akeem and Ricky Pro, those guys with Mike Bart's leadership running the offense, uh, uh, I think they'd score more points today than they did then. It was an unbelievable offense to watch. And I know Rams fans have a, have a ton of fond memories of that team. Dick, we'll get you out of here on this. I, I did want to ask you, you had time in Philly. You had time in Kansas city, <laughs> the barbecue versus the Philly cheesesteak. Which one is more fond in your heart? Which one do you have more fond memories of? Oh, I love the barbecue. Okay. I love the barbecue. And you know, since I coach both teams, everybody's asking me that. I <laughs> Who am I going to root for? So I came up with a very good political answer. Love it. My answer being, I'm going to root for both teams to win and then feel feel very sorry for the one that loses. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I can sit and watch the game and and not get upset. It's not going my way. (laughs) (laughs) You love to see it. Hey, Dick, thanks so much for hopping on with us today. We always appreciate the time. It's always great to hear from you here in St. Louis. We wish you all the best, and we'll talk with you again soon. Take care.